0: Out some epic music like this for no our show. Kidding. Wouldn't that be
1: great? Well, the, yeah, I did pick up this epic music for your show. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but it's somebody else's show. It's Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. That's Bo Matthews. I'm Mark Cox. Carl Middleman, uh, manning the board over there, and playing I'm, the great music from. I'm sorry to 1883. tease you. Jeez, so you, okay. Mark. I've made. I told Mark I was going to do this, and he's upset still. Why well, would you be upset? I haven't seen the final two episodes of 1883. I've seen oh. all of Yellowstone, but I was out of town last week, as you're aware of, down in Florida. My wife and I have been watching it together. The rule is. We have to wait till we're together to watch it, so one mm-hmm. doesn't get ahead of the other one. I have been there, and I haven't caught up yet. Uh, the last, of th- and, and I'm seeing all these people are mentioning it on Facebook. My heart is broken. Although they didn't ruin it completely, they're like, my heart is broken. I can't believe that just happened, and I'm like, I gotta
0: watch. This. Oh, it's so epic, dude! It really is. Matter of fact. Uh lightning with yellow hair uh the daughter yeah yeah Elsa. Uh, somebody, so oh. yeah oh yeah and really is that is that her name <laughs> that, I had never heard that name until Frozen came out but whatever Elsa? yeah uh but a buddy of mine in Florida is like man she really has twang when she's narrating you know the opening sequence Doesn't she? uh but <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. just i don't know if it's yeah. real but anyway uh <laughs> it is so epic and uh Tim McGraw do you do you happen to follow him on sure. in, on Twitter, Instagram? I do not. No, I don't he, follow him. He, uh, he, I guess the well, I'm not gonna I'll I'll try and relive it. He walks up to Sam Elliott uh one day during the shoot and he's like, uh, man, I I have learned so much from you. And Sam Elliott just turns to him and says, Well, I ain't learned a beep thing from you. From you. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, oh you That guy, that guy,
1: Sam Elliott, he's like se- how old is he seventy
0: five, I think. Six
1: or something? I mean, riding around on the horse and Mixing it up with people, I mean, it's it's just um, such a it's classic. Just, it is a great show. If you love the great outdoors, and I mean, that kind of gets back to it, right? I, the reason I love going to Montana, you used to live in Montana. I love Wyoming, visiting yeah. those or Wyoming. I love I love uh, visiting those um, those state parks and He's 77. national seventy seven.
0: Wow. wow, that is a, that is incredible. So I, I again, and what I just started doing uh, in this eighteen eighty three was I was looking for cell towers. I was looking for power lines. <laughs> that, uh, Taylor Sheridan, man, he is on his game. He found some remote area. Did they film it in the U.S.? Please tell me they did. They had to have. I don't know. Uh, I don't
1: and, know and the answer to that either. I, Here's the, I, I just my to assumption let you know, is they did.
0: I want to let you know that
1: Sam Elliott's married to Catherine Ross. Who's 40 years younger than him? Uh, mm-hmm. No, actually, she's actually five years older than he is. <gasps> really? What? Yeah. Good for him. She's I... the, the girl from The Graduate.
0: Uh, OK, okay Justin Hoffman the girl that I'm so runs with Dustin Hoffman. This is before my time. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got to use that um, no epic you'll enjoy it when you finally sat down to it. Tell me about CPAC though I, I know you shared a lot on the show you did your show from there <laughs> I but did, yes. things that people haven't heard the the things that are on the editing floor. Well, you know,
1: CPAC is the the biggest gathering of uh conservative minds in the in the country every year and and that's why in 2022 I thought we should be there. Yeah. Um the the thought leaders, the people who are going to be the next candidates for office, the all the bench players, a lot of the people currently running for office are there. And it's just a a fascinating few days because you may be sitting at the bar next to somebody who's running for congress in California or or in in North Carolina. Sure. On radio row people would come up to me and say, "Where are you from? What city are you from?" like because they're they're trying to get their voices out and right. they, they're trying to obviously to select media that'll allow them to do that and and of course I didn't end up having the candidate on from California because nobody here's going to be voting for this person anyway, but it's it's that sort of environment. Everybody's friendly. Everybody's approachable except Christy Noem. And uh, other than that, uh, it, it was fantastic. I had a great time. One of my most engaging conversations was with uh, Michelle Tafoya, who used to be the sideline, NFL sideline reporter. Oh, yeah, right? sure. Yeah. Um, she, I ran into her on Friday and. I d- recorded an interview with her which we aired uh, on on my show and you can go and listen to that at 971talk.com/cox it's up it's up there on on demand she is one of these mama bears she she I mean she's been a network uh reporter for years not on the news side on the support side which she pointed out but uh, she sees she sees the bias that we talk about with the uh, the network news these days and what Motivated her to finally do something. She said, I I don't want to be the person who, a f- years from now, my kids say, why didn't you stand up and say something? Wow. And when I, I've seen what they've done to my kids, she said, they've, got, they've had friends that are uh, all races and, and you know, um, identities. She said, but they go into a classroom and they're treated like they're the outcasts because of the color of their skin. She said, what in the world... Have have we done here? And and if I don't stand up and say something, uh, I'll never be able to live with myself. So that was her motivation for doing it. So I, I I just loved being there in that environment. And if you if if that's what you're passionate about and you've never been there, I'd recommend starting to plan ahead for wherever they're going to hold it next year. It's usually in D.C. This year it was uh, down in Orlando.
0: Well, so, uh, it, so I've, I've got to believe that the liberals or the Democrats have spies amongst the uh, the CPAC. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Were you able to spot any rhinos, uh, or do you know that? Uh, I I know rhino is is an yeah. opinion, yeah, uh, but it can also be backed up with facts. Uh, anybody suspect?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, th- there are people at all ends of the political spectrum there, and as you know, there's a tendency to there's a tendency to each your own i think these days where you where you'll where you'll look at somebody and say well you're not as conservative as me therefore oh, yeah. Yeah. you're a rhino i don't i don't apply that term rhino to very uh, easily because i th- i think i think you you but you got to be really sure that somebody's not on your side before you accuse them of something like that because you might be in complete agreement on being pro second amendment and disagree on the issue of You know, when when does life begin? And you you support some abortion, but not all abortion. I mean, there's different gray areas there. tweaking. So one thing we saw from our Senate candidates here in in our listening area is Eric Greitens was there. Mark McCloskey was there, of course, uh, running uh, for the United States Senate. Now, I didn't get to interview Schmidt. Billy Long was there. Uh Vicki Hartzler was not. So so Long and McCloskey and Greitens were all on my show. Schmidt didn't get there till Saturday. Oh, I got of course, you. I broadcasted Thursday and Friday. So I didn't get a chance to talk to Eric. But, you know, they're among those, there are gradients among those folks, right? right? right. Uh, you got Eric Greitens and McCloskey said they wouldn't vote for McConnell to be in leadership again. Eric Schmidt, they tried to nail him when he was there on that. And he said he's... He's not making that decision because, to his knowledge, McConnell's the only one running, and he didn't want to go there. So th- I thought that was an interesting differentiation.
0: Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did hear uh, some of the CPAC speeches, um, and and the Second Amendment was brought up almost every time. Well, every I, time I listened to, to Wayne Lapierre when I was there. Yeah, he was one of the speakers. Yeah, that was that. It, it, it was impressive, and that's why this show exists uh, to talk about Second Amendment and you know people that are wanting to change the laws. Um, I'm I'm just glad it was part of the conversation. It's uh, not. It wasn't day. all COVID.
1: No, 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 no. Some of it was people mad about masking. Some of it was people mad about CRT and critical race theory and the 1619 project and the southern border. There were there were three or four sessions dedicated to border security yeah. issues. Yep. The Second Amendment came up quite often. I mean, th- these were all. Uh, key issues the economy taxation it was uh, lots of free market people there at CPAC and important conversations to have particularly given what's going on around the
0: country absolutely yeah uh, also a uh, big news down uh, in uh, in Florida was the Daytona 500 it was in the last uh, recent past we had uh, John Brown uh from channel 2 used to be channel 2 now he's in Orlando he's bounced back and forth
1: yeah he's been there <laughs> he, twice
0: he's followed me I, I thought he was following me he actually uh, proposed to his uh, his girlfriend on my radio show did he really years and years ago wow. yeah now he's got I a beautiful family yeah. uh i always thought he he should have i thought a uh, new yorker la was going to pick him up but he, you know he just loves this area anyway he called me during the uh, daytona 500 and uh and was on st louis talks which it was Perfect timing for our show, but I did want to mention that I don't know if you've heard this concerning Russia and Ukraine. uh, Richard Childress, NASCAR team owner, uh, has been you know involved with Dale Earnhardt, uh, Kevin Harvick, uh, but Ukrainian President, uh, how do you say, Vladimir Zelensky? Volodymyr Volodymyr Zelensky, yeah, yeah. Um, He needs ammo. And at least uh, that was uh, Zelensky's response to an offer from the United States to evacuate the president to a secure location amidst his country's ongoing fight against the Russian invasion.
1: Specifically, he said,
0: Mr. President, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Exactly. Uh, So uh, Childress is uh, going to step up. Uh, He sits on the board of directors for ammunition manufacturer Ammo, Inc., and says the company would be donating... A million rounds of ammunition to Ukraine to help them defend themselves from the ongoing invasion. How yeah, impressive is that? It is
1: uh, uh, equally impressive, in my opinion, that people are stepping up to do that. Uh, as it is when I saw the female MP from uh, one of the one of the elected officials there looked like she looked like a schoolmarm. That's right. what she looked like, and she's describing how. She's currently being trained on how to fire an AK-47, so she can go into the streets and defend
0: her homeland. Oh my goodness! You know, and I and it shocked me when I heard that from 18 to 62 uh, men, uh, if you are Ukrainian, you cannot leave the country. We're asking you to uh, pick up arms. I text actually, I text Jesse from Razorback a picture I saw the under the the banner on on the uh, network that I was uh, watching. I think maybe it was Fox. Yeah, but uh, it it looked like they were holding cardboard or wooden guns, and I brought this here. It says we are ready to fight. Look at that. Look at that picture. Wow. yes', yes. Those are wooden. Wooden. So I don't think you're quite ready yet. What are you,
1: what are you fighting with? Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, the the caption says uh, Ukrainian parliament member ready to fight. Uh, but they are doing some training with some wood cutouts of guns. I just like. I texted Jesse. I was like. There's no wood guns. What is this? <laughs> and I, I guess they're considered a blank or something like I, that.
1: I, I just I want to read something to you. Uh, I have a friend who grew up there oh, in wow. the Ukraine and uh, immigrated to this country and made, realized the American dream. He's now retired, pension, all that stuff, mar- happily married. He and his wife both are from the Ukraine. They're, they're Emotionally devastated by this. Oh yeah, Bo. Uh, I texted him the other day and asked how he was doing. He goes, "I, I don't have enough tears. It's very sad." He said it, it, two things. Number one, it's very sad that my new country, which is for freedom and justice for all, doesn't do enough for Ukraine. In his opinion, he's emotional about it. He said they bombed the cemetery where one hundred thousand Russian and Jewish people. Were shot by the Nazis and burned. Oh my goodness! He said the memorial uh, that's there he, uh, is for for that. There's a memorial on the grounds. His grandparents are buried there, <sighs> and a lot of cities are leveled and completely destroyed. I tried to get him to come on the radio with me, and he, he's over he's overcome with emotion. He yeah. can't do it. He said, "I can't." I start crying when I start talking about
0: it. My goodness!
1: So that that's the level of emotion of people who who see what's happening to their to their former country
0: so why okay so I, I've been you know I've followed the money is one of my main mantras uh, but I'm wondering why this is uh, supported even the State of the Union uh, you know every both parties are in support of defending Ukraine and I just wonder what what's what are we not seeing because we're also seeing in the narrative that the the civilians are taking taking up arms do they have a chance I mean it's certainly that's what's being pumped out why would we believe the mainstream media like we always have on this, couple of odd things to me. That any civilian
1: death is a tragedy. Uh, the you, Russia should not be in Ukraine. D- d- let me state that up front. Hundred percent. What I have been surprised is at the low numbers of casualties for a full invasion. Like there's 44 million people in the Ukraine. At the last count, I heard this week by the end of this week. They estimated there were maybe a thousand civilian casualties so far. Now, They've been blowing up buildings and yeah. stuff. You see, you've seen the video. The, the count seems low to me. I'm not quite sure that I can put my finger on it. The Russians don't want to be there. Well, the, the Russians. Russian well, the Russians don't want to be there, or they're also being very strategic in what they're attacking because they don't want to. They if they they figure if they take over, they're going to need the support of the people. I think they're. I, I think for that, I think that that plays a role in it. Do they have a
0: chance? I don't know. I I certainly hope so. But
1: but i tell you one thing. People are excited that they can show up somewhere and be given a gun by their government. So every day you wake up, thank God for your Second Amendment rights because you don't have to ask the government if you can have a
0: gun. Your Constitution guarantees it. Amen to that. Yeah, they've been handing out weapons in Ukraine to civilians. I know. We need training. You need to, They need training. Anyway, okay, we're going to shift gears and uh, talk about fun stuff and honeydew list and boating. That's
1: right. The home show in town this weekend, the boat show in town this weekend. we got all the details you need coming up on Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors.